This is the UTS Podcast, an independent podcast following Cheltenham Saracens RFC and grassroots rugby in Cheltenham. Hey guys, come on in, see yourselves down, get comfortable, and let's get another episode of the UTS podcast underway. As always, I am your host, Dan Lodge, and once again, I am flying solo, as mostly that is what happens during the summer. Me and Moxie don't get together quite as much as we should do, really. Maybe a bit of laziness on our part. Maybe on mine alone, I don't know. First things first. I know I said at the end of last month's show that we'll be back to our regular format. Well, unfortunately, it's another bit of a change of pace on this one as we're dropping a few clips in and we're looking at a few different shows. We had somebody mention to us, I can't remember when it was, a few months ago, I think. Maybe it's longer than that, I don't know. Well, I think they said it to Moxie and Moxie said it to me. Um, Basically, we should do a show with our funniest moments and our funniest clips and funniest guests and funniest shows. And I think I've used the word funniest way too many times there. And it's kind of now doesn't make sense inside my head. But either way, in standard Dan fashion, I said, yeah, sure, we'll have a think about that. That'd be a good shout. And then proceeded to basically forget about it, take a bit of a nap on it and then completely forgot about it. So... Yeah, that's uh, that's on me. There's just been so much going on and my life's a blur at the moment. It's a bit of a nightmare for everybody <laughs> involved. I'll be honest though, we did intend to have a guest in. We were planning to bring uh, a couple of people on actually and do like a start of the season kind of preview, a look ahead, what are we expecting for this campaign. But it's that time of year where it's really quite difficult to get guests nailed down. Because, you know, who do you approach? You don't know if they're going to leave for another club next week. You don't know if they're, you know, even available, if they're staying in rugby or dropping out. Like Jim Matthews a couple of years ago dropped out and he was like, I've got to put family first and I've got to step away. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're not getting paid and you're playing the sport for what you love, you know, those are tough decisions to make. But, you know, fair credit to him for doing that. So you don't even know if these people are going to be available. You don't know if they're joining another club. People need holidays. So the summer can be really, really difficult to get guys on board. I think summer and like Christmas, New Year time are so difficult. And rather than just produce nothing at all and say, hey, guys, we plan to get some guests on and uh, we didn't because uh, our our organization sucks um, and you know after three years we're still not on the ball with it uh, but have a nice September though have a great one and we'll see you in October we thought well actually you know we've been sleeping on this idea for a while maybe this is a time to implement it I guess especially off the back of last month's show where we kind of said you know these are our favorite episodes and why and maybe this is a these are our favorite funny episodes or these are our favorite funny moments and you know here's why or something along those lines so we've been chatting myself and moxie and we've only had a few clips and to be totally honest with you we've probably missed out about a million other shows and god knows how many clips but we've been really strapped for time i'm looking at doing a master's and I'm working with Cheltenham Town Ladies Football Club now. So my time is like shredded 
in terms of like what I've got available because it's just a bit of a nightmare and Moxie's working more now than ever so it's quite difficult to get things underway. So we've had a little bit of a chat and we've kind of summed it down to our favourite ones. So the clips that we always think of, um, the ones that constantly get brought back to us by listeners um, and by fans of what we do. Um, So we've kind of focused on those a little bit. That said, though, before we get going, let me remind you that this is a completely volunteer podcast. We are completely independent from Cheltenham Saracens Rugby Club. Even though we are their supporters podcast, we are completely independent. So everything is done by us and paid for by us. And we give it to you completely for free on the first Friday of every single month. There's no purchasing or anything like that. The most you'll have to do is maybe download the SoundCloud app. You don't even need to do that, and we'll tell you all about that in just a second. Uh, But you can head over to our website, utspodcast.com, if you want, soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast. They're also on Podbean, Podbay, Player FM. We recommend Player FM to everyone because you can listen to it right from your web browser. You don't need to download an app. I mean, they do an app and you can download it if that's what you want to do. But if you don't want to download the SoundCloud app, it makes absolute no sense that you would then download the Player FM app instead. Why not just download the SoundCloud app? So there you go. Uh, You can listen to that from your browser and you don't need to download anything at all, which is fantastic. We're also on iTunes as well. So if you've got yourself an iPhone or if you have iTunes, do look us up on the podcasts app on your iPhone or on iTunes and uh, have a look, have a listen to the shows. They're all free. So go and check them out. And we're on loads of other platforms as well. I think Overcast FM, uh, Pod Paradise was one we had mentioned to us quite a while ago. We, we, I don't know if we're still on that. I don't know if Pod Paradise still even goes, to be totally honest with you. That's probably, again, laziness on my part. I guess we're seeing a bit of a theme here. We're probably on a load of other ones as well, but we're just not aware of it because they don't tell us. So, I don't know. I guess Google the UTS podcast and find out where we are. Uh, Whatever works for you, works for you, really. Whatever you want to listen to it. And it also applies to social media as well because we've always said the only thing we ask in return is that you share it on social media. So, whatever platforms you use, please share the link. Please recommend it to friends you know, send it to people, email, WhatsApp, Snapchat story, Instagram story, crazy cat filter, dog filter, devil filter, whatever filter works. Yeah, whatever. Big glitter beard filter, whatever. I put one of those on my cat the other day on uh, Snapchat. I'll probably, I've shared too much information about myself, but there we go. (laughs) Move on, move on, Dan, for the love of God. Well, we said it's all about the funny episodes and the funny conversations and the funny guests. And we're going to kick off with a really short clip. It's not that long, um, but it comes all the way back from February 2017. This is probably as early as we're going to go. Um, Like we said, there's probably way more hilarious episodes from July 2016 up until this show. But we just haven't had time to listen to them all. So we do apologize and we'll, we'll put some stuff out there as well and say, you know, if you do want to let us know, here's how you can do it. If we've missed anything, shoot our opinion down if you want. It's up to you. Anyway, this one goes all the way back to February 2017. John Welsh or Scouser joins us on the podcast. He'd broken his leg at this point. He broke his leg in training and it was just absolutely horrendous. 
but he still came on and he gave up his time and gave us a lowdown on his time at the club. And the worst bit, I think we mentioned it on last month's show as well, is that once we'd actually returned the recorder off, we we, we turned our... Back then it was recorded on an iPhone. Uh, we, we turned the recorder off and he basically then continued to give us absolute gold stories. And like we missed so much quality that we could have used and it's still something I beat myself up about now really um but you know it's it's two years ago Dan let it go just let it go it's gone maybe we'll have him on for a part two or a refresh and we'll get some of those other stories out of him I don't know I don't know but this goes all the way back to February 2017 as I said and this is him kind of Near the beginning of the show, telling us how he first got involved with the Saris. <laughs> Have you got the bleep, <laughs> the bleep ready? <laughs> um, no, I'll, I won't tell you why I came to rugby, but I'll tell you who brought me to the club. It was Dom Richardson. On a fateful night, I bumped into him and Simon Betsage in the bath tavern. Me and my mate Justin bumped into them too. I remember saying to Dom, who's that? <clears throat> fella over there that joyful fellow slapping the lampshades he's getting on my <laughs> bleep bleep um, he said oh no he's okay he said uh, and then Dom says God you're a big lad you and me mate he was 6 foot 7 at the time well then he was my mate then he said um, you two ever thought about playing rugby as I know now that every time I go to town if anyone's my size or bigger I ask the same question more than likely they're already playing for a second rate team because we're the best and him um, but uh, yeah he didn't believe me he didn't believe I'd come I phoned him up on Monday night and said to him is that Dom yeah who's this he replied I said oh it's Scouts John like you're on Saturday night me and my mate Justin he said oh bloody hell no one ever phones us back like you know <laughs> I said are you still saying that on the Tuesday like it was down at What's the school that's been knocked down now? St. Benny's. Oh, Benny. Was it Longy or Yeah, St. Benny's, right. Yeah. Well, we, we were training on the on the Astro pitch. So I turned up and got that ball in my hands and... Um, the rest is history. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's a very up and down history, right? But it, yeah, it is, it's just, that's exactly what it is. I'll be honest with you, slapping the lampshades is literally one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Even now, a few years on, it still gets me... I still haven't found a way to bring it into a conversation yet. I'm still working on that. But at some point, I am going to try and bring that into a conversation up at the club with somebody at some point. That's going to happen. <laughs> that, I'm, that's my aim in life now. Um, forget making it in radio and podcasting. To use the phrase slapping lampshades in a conversation. That is uh, my life goal. Uh, so basically, you can look that up on the UTS Podcast website, utspodcast.com, or if you want to search for it, uh, just pop soundcloud.com slash the UTS Podcast slash February 2017 into your browser uh, URL bar at the top where you type in the web addresses, soundcloud.com slash the UTS Podcast slash February 2017, and that will bring that show up right away for you. Another one back in 2017 as well. Probably, arguably, could have started the show with this one. We had Jimmy Mack on to discuss the first team season. And this was after the combination final when we did the double at Cheltenham North. So the reserves came 
or not the reserves, the second team, whatever you want to call them, came from behind uh, to win by like a point or something like that with Buster kicking off the tee, the points in the last dying seconds, something like that. And then Jimmy Mack came on and told us all about the first team and uh, he doesn't pull any punches, I think it's safe to say, on certain players' performances. Have a listen to this. Yep, great win. Um, tale of two halves, really. I mean, first half, we were outstanding. Second half, they played quite well, to be fair, but luckily enough, we got a few lucky tries in the first half and um, managed to uh, go more points ahead than they can catch, really. So, yeah, happy days. And the second's also winning as well. Um Really, really G'd us on for the first half, I think, really, because we were warming up behind the post when they scored the try. Um, Buster converting it. So, you know, as soon as that was finished, we knew they won. We we sort of had it in our minds that we had to win as well, really. And then um, really went out and did the business, to be fair. I mean, I, I, I was a little bit worried when they started knocking in tries. Mm. And I was like, this is it. And I'm having, I'm having, like, flashbacks to, like, when we got promoted a couple of years ago with long 11s and they're just knocking in tries. And oh, like, yeah. Well, it was... I wasn't worried until um, Jack Kerr turnstiled one through. Um, <laughs> I think that brought it to 29. And I thought, oh, goodness gracious. And then uh, after that, you know, asking the referee repeatedly how long left, how long left, until yeah. he said two minutes and we were 10 points ahead for happy days. You know, and H made a great tackle in the corner in the last minute to keep it at 10 points. So, um, yeah, happy days. Yeah, I mean, that that for me was like a real kind of big thing. Seeing the flag go up and I was like, oh, thank for that. Yep. I was I was very, very tense. A lot a lot of noise on the sidelines though. They were making some... Yeah, the Saris fans as ever, yeah. Yeah, you can thank Mo They're for brilliant. that. I think well, I think we'll have that as an Easter egg actually after this episode. Yep. We've got a little bit of a a little bit of a thing. Jack Kerr does get a bit of a kick in sometimes. Unfairly sometimes. Sometimes fairly. Well, I guess it's all for comedy. That's the kind of effect we wanted to get for that. I'm assuming Jim doesn't mean it. But you never, you never can tell with Jimmy Mac. So uh, we've actually got a little bit of an Easter egg from from that one. Is that uh, it's it's something that sticks with me even now. As I won't lie, it took quite an editing to make sure it was fit for broadcast. But uh, near the end of the game, we were stood chatting away. I had the microphones going to record the crowd noise and the crowd chants and that kind of thing. Uh, and then Pedro and Morris basically decided they were going to get involved as well. And, uh, well, it actually started off with Pedro making hand gestures to the microphone as if it was a camera, um, which even, even now, I still, I still love that even now. So again, one of the funniest things I've ever seen, hand gestures. And I think you actually hear me in the clip say they're not going to be able to see that. So he's actually, I think, I don't know, I think he was giving the finger to the microphone or something as as if it had offended him. Maybe because they had a red windshield on. I don't know. Take a listen to this and make your mind up for yourselves. They're not going to be able to see that, Ped. <laughs> Sorry, Pats, but we don't like you. <laughs> We want now! We want now! We want now! We want now! Well, this is a fantastic day at Charlton North Rugby Club. We've already won the, the second team cup and we're just about to win the first team cup. Can we have a little banter from the crowd? Yeah. 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 
as you can see, there's only one team in Cheltenham, and that's Cheltenham Saracens RFC. Well, standard Pedro doesn't pull punches, much like Jimmy Mack. Doesn't mess around. Sarri's through and through. So, yeah, no, wouldn't expect anything less. Not the last we're going to hear of him on this show. Little spoiler for you right there. Big Dave also got a bit of a dig in after putting in quite a decent performance in uh, a position that wasn't his natural prop role. So he ended up taking one for the team, changing positions to help the team out. Had a decent game, but he's never anyone who has a really bad game. But that still didn't stop him from being targeted by Jimmy Mack. You know, kill some valuable time. I think uh, Big Dave got held up, you know. So, uh, you know, end of the day, we still won. So happy days. I was going to say, Billy Burns gave him the man of the match. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, he, he, <laughs> not, not, not sure what, what game Billy was watching, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, he, he has said, he, he, he said it by his own standards, he had an average game. Yeah, but no, he did well, to be fair. I mean, he was playing out of position in the second row, and, um, you know, he did well. Hard pitch. He did well. Yeah, no, I thought he, I thought he had a very good game. I, he, Certainly he, the most unathletic second row on the pitch on Saturday, I think. <laughs> Do you include Bissett in that as well? Yes, I, yeah, I think including Bissett <laughs> as well, yeah. That's, uh, hopefully that doesn't cut too deep. <laughs> um, He's used to it, Big Dave. Now I think. Yeah, I think it just kind of just Ginger Mong. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you who else was targeted by Jimmy Mack. Jack Lawrenson is always on the receiving end of a Jimmy Mack quote at some point during Jimmy Mack's show, with some questionable kit choices being the focus this time around. And then I mentioned a time where Jimmy Mack posted on the Saris page to, I think, prematurely out uh, Archie Nelms for jumping ship to Cheltenham. And looking back, it wasn't actually entirely accurate at the time. I mean, fair enough, Archie did go there and he's doing great and it's it's good to see him doing well. Um, so, so, you know, you can kind of shake off that tag of, oh, he can only do it at Saris because he brought players in from Cheltenham. Well, now he's, he, you know, he's he's achieving success at Cheltenham as well. You know, he's kept them from, he's took them from relegation battling to like a safe, you know, don't have to worry about relegation this year, lads. Happy days. You know, so it's good to see that. Didn't stop uh, Jimmy Mack from stitching in big time, though. And uh, at the time, there wasn't any truth to the story, I don't think. As much as Jimmy Mack says that there was, I'm not entirely sure there was. Um, but he was quite happy to throw Archie under the bus anyway. Uh, but we did manage to get that story out of him. And it was, uh, it was an interesting one for sure. Possibly losing uh, Jack, aren't we? Oh, Lawrenson, yeah, that'd be a massive yeah. blow as well. On and off the pitch as well. Jack does a great job on and off the pitch. Yeah. By the committee, really. I think he's messed that up this year, but... <laughs> <laughs> and the kit. Terrible kit, man. <laughs> Too many jobs for Jack. Funny you should say that. Jobs for the boys, We'll, yeah. we'll come to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, actually... One one thing that does come to mind actually now that I'm just now that it's just just popped into my head. Um beginning of the season you absolutely stitched Archie up big time. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no smoke without fire, let's just say that. And um the rumour is he's been seen down there recently, so uh maybe it's this year he's doing it, I don't know. 
maybe I maybe I stopped it last year with my uh, <laughs> my comment. Um, but like I said, no smoke without fire, and uh, I think you may see him. He has been spotted there recently Gonna around Newlands. Know what you're talking about? Gonna let everyone know what you're talking about. Oh, Ross Nelms going to Cheltenham, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, I did come out with a comment at the start of the season <laughs> that Ross Nelms had uh, stitched us and gone to Cheltenham. Yeah. And I wished him all the best on the <laughs> social media, and uh, I think it, I think it nice went viral, as we say. Yeah, I think we went viral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was getting phone calls weeks after saying, "I can't believe you've done it," you know. And he was, he was just at work on his trial, still wearing his Saris t-shirt. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. But, but the rumor is he has been spotted at Newlands, walking around with a Cheltenham kit bag. So, I'm just going to put that out there. To quote Jack Lawrenson. He is dead to me. Whoa, harsh. <laughs> that was that the comment, was it? That was my, probably that was my favourite one of the lot. <laughs> like, if I could have liked that forever. Honestly, yeah, the Jack... speed the speed it picked up. Honestly, oh, God, I was yeah. going to ring the echo, but um, <laughs> I could I didn't have it in me. I didn't have it in me. I was oh. I was laughing too much. I had a script and everything written for it, but. <laughs> so there you go. He posted it up on the Sari's Facebook page, and absolutely stitched Archie. I felt so bad for him, but at the same time, it was absolutely hilarious. That said, Jimmy then took on the listener questions after uh, spreading out the Archie rumour, and uh, things got quite lively. Jack Lawrenson and I think Jack Kerr involved again, so have a listen to this. What are your thoughts on the Costa drive through being built by Jack Kerr's place? Build it. Love a Costa drive through yeah. <laughs> uh, Milky wants to know, how many cards, yellow or red, are you short for a full deck of playing cards? I think I've got the deck already, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not, I've not done too bad this year. Um, this one here from, from Jack Lawrenson. What's your best Erdinger time? N.A. And prove it. N.A., yeah. <laughs> I've only seen one man finish that. Liam Cooper unbelievably finished that. Um, Scouts had a three-quarter, four-one. He finished that. Um, everyone else has failed miserably. <laughs> um, yeah, keeping with Jack... Um, this is from Coops. After after all your uh, yeah nice comments about him, yeah, yeah, you yeah. might <laughs> you might <laughs> he spikes me as he right. How do you feel knowing Jack Lawrenson is harder than you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's official as voted by Gloucestershire. Well, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, shocked. I, I don't know who nominated him. Sixty minute Jack. Can't believe it. <laughs> I think sadly it was one of the only eighty minute games he's played all year. <laughs> um, go. Going on to, to what we what we what we mentioned earlier, um, what are your thoughts on this season's stash, and will you be endorsing it next season? Terrible, absolutely <laughs> terrible. No, we're not uh, endorsing that again. If Jack's uh, got the job, I'm out. I'll, I'll uh, take my sponsor money and I'll go and uh, buy it myself. I think. That's, that's Percy. Still thank waiting you. for a vest as well, so by the way. On a basketball vest. Yeah, still waiting for a vest. Like three, yeah. three times. Paid. A vest, a vest on my twenty quid. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jack. Pay up. Come on, Jack. One job. <laughs> With a bit of luck, you'll have it for pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken a year. Jack, I think I think Jack's a salesman's dream, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what's that make of our kit this year. Sturridge or something, is it? Something, I don't know, something... Playing cricket, are we? Something pony, I don't know what it is. But uh, I think the salesman come up and sold Jack the dream, yeah. <laughs> Just said, yes, yes, yes. We'll have that in blue um, and yellow. Done. Uh, Ed, 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 Ed Moran wants to know... Um, oh, moron. <laughs> he wants to know... Wash black and white and eats like a horse. A zebra. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a massive nun. But... 
Thinking back to that episode, actually, we also included an interview with Dan Didcott, who had, I think, pulled the boots out once again for the Jimmy Connolly Memorial game. And he planned on just a short stint. Scouse was managing the team at the time. Uh, and Dan Didcott said, yeah, put me down for five minutes. I'll have a little bit of a run out, but then I really can't because, you know, my knees and back are on the way out, you know. And I think he ended up playing like near enough, like half an hour because <laughs> Scouse just refused to take him off. Yeah, very first, very long. <laughs> yeah, bad time, but knee was kidding me. But, you know, great occasion, obviously for Jimmy and Aaron and the family. Like, so, yeah, doesn't really matter. Worth the pain. Scouse did say, actually, while you were on there, he said, he said Dan did only ask for five minutes. He's been on for 25. Yeah, he promised me. I said to him before, no, no, only five minutes, mind. I said, well, 10 minutes at the end. He said, yeah, no problem, no problem. Left me on. I kept looking over him from on the sideline saying, what are we doing then, what are we doing? And he's like, can't come off, can't come off. Left me for 25 minutes, but <laughs> yeah, bad times. But definitely worth it. Oh, 100%, massive occasion, but obviously for the man, for the family. Yeah, it was a great occasion, glad I came out. It was a good day. Nice to have a run around again, but that'd be it for a while. Boxing day, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> awesome, cheers. So there you go. Dan Didcott only wanted five minutes and he got about 40. Good shout. Good job, Scouse. Um, we're also going to drop a bit of an Easter egg on this one. Uh, it wasn't something I originally planned on doing. Because for certain guests, we get certain questions directed at them, which when they come in, I think both me and Moxie sigh uh, a really horrible sigh. And... We then have to start marking questions down for which are suitable for broadcast and which are not suitable for broadcast. And Jimmy Mack was one of those. We've we've had a few others as well. And basically, we keep those edited out for a good reason. Uh, you'll find out in a second. But this is from a little thing we did with Jimmy where... I think it was one of the few proper listener questions where they went absolutely savage uh, and, and quite a bit of them couldn't be used. We didn't delete them, though. We, we kept them aside and we didn't actually plan on airing them at any time. It was just a case of uh, I don't like to delete like recorded stuff. So I will hoard like ridiculous amounts of stuff with, with no idea of what to do or that kind of thing. Like no idea what to do with it, but it, I don't want to delete it because... You don't know. Sometime down the line, you might need this or you might need that. And then if you delete it, it's like, well, I've got to start over. So I tried I tried to keep these clips somewhere where I can always access them, but I might not always need them. And actually, it turns out that it's uh, it's done quite well this time. And these never made it to public broadcast as well. These never made it. These were never released on the show. So this is the first time that this is going out to our general listeners um, yeah, some of the X-rated questions for Jimmy Mack. Bit of an Easter egg, and then uh, you can see what we have to deal with uh, on on the regular basis. Do you think you'll get through this interview without calling someone a? <coughs> I think I've managed so far. Yeah, <laughs> and who was that from? Eddie Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I actually said that to Dan before yeah. he came in. Yeah. There we go. Um, I had to add this one on. What are your thoughts on uh, bar billiards? 
Well, we could do it with a few more balls and bibs um, <laughs> rather than a glorified uh, buffet table, really. <laughs> I've only ever seen it being played with twice. <laughs> and one of those with... with... Was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we got told to put it away because we're getting too rowdy. <laughs> Just looking forward to getting a fruit machine up there, really. Okay. Um, Dan Burnham wants to know, why are you such a... <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, really. No one remembers a nice guy, so uh, we're going down that route, I think. <laughs> Coming from Burnham, the absolute pig. <laughs> Actually, he got called that on my first ever trading session. I yeah. didn't know anyone, and I can't. I, I've got a feeling it was Big Dave referred to him as a pig. Yeah, and funny, that was it. That was, I think that, the funniest that's thing. That's fair, I think, as well. <laughs> the funniest thing regarding Dan Burnham was, uh, I think it was just before he went off to Australia and. Uh, he was walking out towards the balcony and someone turned around and said, look at them legs. They look like two <laughs> kebabs. <laughs> Good job they're not. He'd eat them. He'd eat his own legs. <laughs> um, Jack Kerr would like to know, how long do you reckon you've got before you go bold? <laughs> Coming from Jack Kerr, uh, not long, not long. I, was, I think I'll always have more hair than you, Moxie. <laughs> Cheers. Right. <laughs> why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Lawrenson the, the Saris hard man would like to yeah. know chest or face <laughs> depends who's punching um, <laughs> I think it's from the hard man from Jack I'll take both off Jack yeah no problem no, I'll <laughs> always go chest I'll always go chest it's easier to hide the pain <laughs> so there you go a few a few not quite suitable for broadcast questions there from uh, various members of the club aimed at Jimmy Mack. Um, not all of the questions are as bad as that. And believe it or not, I hate to even admit this, but there are some questions in that segment that we've had to edit out because they are absolutely not suitable for broadcast in any way. Um, so we've had to get rid of those. But those are some of the X-rated questions that were kind of acceptable like swears we can bleep out that's not really an issue yeah i'm not going to go into too in any more detail no not all of the x-rated questions were suitable for broadcast but that's fine because we've got a few out there for you to enjoy and if you want to go back and listen to that show may 2017 it's down as the, th- the first team show it's not down as jimmy max so don't be looking for a name i think we have i think we might have put the image of him on the uts podcast website so go and check that out if you're looking on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash the uts podcast slash may 2017 dash one because i think we had about three episodes for may that year we did a first team a second team and then an under like under 16s or an under 15s show under 14s maybe even i don't know but it was one of those we had about three episodes so it's soundcloud.com slash the uts podcast slash may 2017 dash one moving on then we're going to stay in 2017 we're going to just move from may to june basically and we had daryl pedro and stan on as the lions tourists to talk about their choices for the Lions squads to hear their suggestions for you know who they would take who would they leave also some stories about where they've been in previous like years sort of tours to south africa new zealand australia whatever and um yeah it's safe to say this is one that really stands out it's uh i think it's probably our most popular comment 
from a guest in terms of people mentioning back to us that they thought it was hilarious. Um, this is pretty much top of the pile, this one. What do we reckon? Well, we'll let Pedro do the front row because he's the front row expert, shall we? Well, my biggest problem is hooker, to be honest. Um, well, who's your props first, Ped? Well, no, I've got to start where, my, where I play, didn't I? Um, I think best is best is the most physical fit hooker we've got. But the problem I've got with him is that he had a f- nightmare in Australia, didn't he? You remember? Mm. When he played yeah. those couple of... See, I'd, I'd, I'd have Jamie George. I would, I've got to say. Well, I'd yeah, have but, Jamie yeah, but Stanley's not 80 minutes. <clears throat> End the chat. But no, yeah, no, no, no. no, yeah, so, no so, the only reason so, he's not 80 minutes is because Hartley is the England captain. You can't start with no, that. No, he's, he's not 80 minutes for Exeter. He plays for Saracens. Saracens, he plays for <laughs> Exeter. <Sorry. laughs> or Exeter. <laughs> You're right, though. He's right. He doesn't Can play 80 minutes for Exeter. No. He's absolutely... You can't say Pen no, was wrong no, there. He's, no. he's, he's not an 80-minute bloke. All right. But neither are any of the f- So I, I'd say you've probably got to get best. And, you know, to be fair, he is, you know, like Daryl said, he's absolutely right. Jamie George does not play 80 minutes for Exeter every week. To be fair, he is absolutely spot on. That, for me, is something that will always come back to me, I think, when I think of the funny stories from the podcast. And I think it's one that we mention so often as well, that it's, you know, it's one of those that is routinely mentioned. It never really goes away. It's constantly there. And we heard it for so long from listeners as well, where they were like, "That that was just gold. So there you go. And it's one of my all-time favourites as well. It's one that we continually mention and we get mentioned to us all the time. So I don't think that's going to go anywhere anytime soon. If you want to listen to that episode again, soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast slash June 2017. There's probably a whole load from that episode as well that we didn't really include that should have been on this list. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I've not had the chance to listen to the whole show, but that's kind of the one where that's the one that's always stood out. Like, that's the one thing when you mention that episode to someone who's like a regular listener and you mention, oh, the Lions Tourist, literally nine times out of ten, it's always, oh, that Jamie George comment is hilarious. So we thought, well, we could maybe go with it. And then we thought, well, the idea of this is basically it's our favourite funniest moments. And that's the one that is synonymous with that episode. So I think anything else might detract because for me, that's just a little bit of comedy gold that's always associated with Pedro and that episode. It's not just the kind of, of, of that kind of humour, the silly humour or it's funny because he got it wrong type humour. We've also had a fair share of dark humour on the show, which, again, not what I expected from the UTS podcast, but Andre Hanger, believe it or not, Andre came on again in 2017. So this is like October. No, it isn't. It's November, November 2017, somewhere along those lines. And he gave us the inside scoop on international rugby for Norway and his experiences. And it wasn't quite what we expected. Because uh, we had Israel in the group. In the, so it's you kind of the way it's structured in Europe. Um, at a lower level is kind of similar to the way that Six Nations is done. So you'd have a group of teams around similar level, yeah, and they all they all play each other, um, but only one game. Uh, no, so they play a home and away fixture against each other and then go off. But the first year I played, we had Israel in the group, and it was the Iraq War just kicked off in two thousand and three. <laughs> so 
they decided probably for our safety it wasn't wise to make a trip to Tel Aviv and play over there. Yeah. Um, and instead we ended up playing. Um, they said, right, first of all, we're going to move all the teams. We do I play over a week, play two games. So I have two semis and a final and a playoff a third. And um, we have to put it in a central location. So we decided, first of all, oh, we'll put it in Mallorca. We thought, oh, results. <laughs> we're going to have a paid week in Mallorca. <laughs> and... Oh yeah, that's that sounds good. And then we we heard about a week later. Oh no, they've cancelled that. And they're not going to do Mallorca now. They've decided to go somewhere else. Right, we're in Chile. Okay, well, where are we going to go? And they decided. Well, um, they've decided on Ibiza as the uh, as the location <laughs> for <laughs> 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 we could, Yeah, and we thought, wow. So we ended up having first my first week of like fifteen international rugby um, hold up in a hotel on played Embossa Beach and. The, <laughs> rugby training played on the wednesday and we played israel um and then played on the sunday again against finland um yeah that was my first two caps but i mean i just think remember that first game against israel because i absolutely annihilated what i think their winger um and he got a hospital pass and it was i think they had a three-on-one overlap but i just timed my tackle to perfection and absolutely annihilated him he got stretched off and i uh, <laughs> and i remember seeing the video i wish i had that video today but the um the Aussie coach who was on the scene was going, Jesus Christ, he got f***ing nailed. Like, it's, not like, it's a commentary. And, uh, yeah, I think it was verging on an anti-Semitic hit, I think, at that point. So um, I'd right. just taken that guy out. you probably have to cut that. But I, I looked um, uh, on the internet last night, all the, um, not the results, but mm. but all the teams that, that, that Norway have been playing. Mm. Um, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Oh, yeah, massively. I mean, yeah, one of the interesting ones. Who did we play? I think it's... Uh, I think it's Armenia and Azerbaijan. Bo- Azerbaijan was was comedy a comedy game. I played. <laughs> we played them in Oz, in Oslo. But they're basically a team of wrestlers. They had no actually no clue what they were actually doing technically in the rugby game. If they got you, they would f- you up properly. Yeah. And in, in a tackle, you would get mashed. They were, they were basically looked like. Um, remember the. Um, uh, Borat film with Azamat. They look like Azamat. Okay. Uh, basically, all look like that. Fifteen Azamats <laughs> on the pitch wrestling you, and be, but basically, if you ran a dummy switch or something a bit more creative, and you know anywhere on the pitch, they just stood there and had no clue what was going on. They just ran through. <laughs> so I think we put about fifty points on them, and that, but that was just quite a comedy game. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was funny. Um, any other comedy teams? Fin. Uh, you know what? Finland actually, but they. They and we played them. Funnily enough, when I before my first game, we actually because we went on to tour. If anyone went on that tour, I'm sure anyone who listens to this will remember or not remember the uh, tour to Estonia and Tallinn. And then we ended up playing. Uh, we didn't play anyone in Tallinn or Estonia. But we went over to Finland and played played uh, Helsinki and then the Finnish national team. And then ended up playing them a week later <laughs> in Ibiza <laughs> after after dealing with them out there with with Cheltenham. So, uh, but yeah, they but they've they've come on really. They're some big strong boys out there the scandinavians so um but yeah i think probably the highest ranked team i played probably hong kong okay um and then yeah it's been a whole mix you know from austria to denmark obviously close rivals played sweden they're a good team high, pretty high ranked yeah um but then the sevens again you know you play depending on the tournament we've, we've had ireland you know we played against ireland and a few other you know some big big nations as well so a real mix depending on what you're doing yeah. and where you're playing and and now that i think they've the way they've structured it now they've moved it away from i think we ended up playing israel in in tel i went to tel aviv and uh, when it was not being bombed um <laughs> one year although there was there was a 
a fuel fire explosion next to our hotel, which was quite shocking at the time. Yeah, I won't yeah. go into that. But anyway, they, uh, but yeah, we played there. But they've they've tried to group it now. Apart from we had those long trips because they cost a lot of money, and the un- yeah. the unions don't have that much money, so they're trying to make it more cost effective for for the teams and be a bit more regional. So. I think a lot of the Scandinavian teams are now bunched together and they're fairly much more local uh, than they used to be. So so that is quite an international story to tell, isn't it? We've got a debut against Israel with a hit that puts the guy in hospital, which is, to quote, bordering on anti-Semitism, and then a comedy match against a bunch of Azamats from Borat, where if they got you, they messed you up big time. But they couldn't really like grasp the technicals of the game. It was just they would absolutely annihilate you. But then that was it. That was all they could do. Still one of my favourite episodes even now. Possibly my favourite ever. Not so much because of the comedy, but because of the great... You know, it's great to have an international player on that isn't from a top-tier nation. So their experiences are going to be completely different to the likes of Brian O'Driscoll or Martin Johnson, for example. Um that said, the comedy is absolutely gold. Um, I fully recommend you go and listen to that back because Andre is just hilarious. Soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast slash November 2017. Well, a little bit closer to the present, Rogers and Smallman came on at Christmas. So this is Christmas 2018. So this is literally just a few months ago. Well, more than a few months ago. And... Um, yeah, they had some hilarious bits themselves. If you haven't listened to this one already, go back and listen to it after this show because it is just absolutely gold. I make an absolute ass of myself by asking Smallman why he left the club and then he told us because of the drink driving thing and he wanted to take some time away from the drink and spend time with his kid. And I felt like a complete and utter ass about it because I wasn't aware of that at all. Had I been, there was no way I would have asked that question. Um, hopefully he knows I wasn't being a dickhead and I think this is something I mention as well every time we mention this episode as I hope to God he knows I wasn't just being a knob because I genuinely didn't know honest to God I didn't know but we've got a few clips on this one we're going to take them back to back and it is just I think it's it sums up the episode in some of the best ways possible really playing against uh, Hucklecourt over the far side of the pitch, ran over, ball on the floor, dived on it, and I landed in the biggest turd you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and he's going from just below my chin down to my belly button. And everyone like started spewing around me and as we're just walking around, you know, like, you know, like somebody shell-shocked in like sitting right right and they get up and they're just walking around and the smell is coming up and I'm like, and I'm walking towards their place and they're like, ah, f- off, f- off, walking towards our place and they're like, f- off. And the only person I can shout is Wayne, Wayne's dad. And fairly, he came running over with a water ball and he's trying to spray it over me to get the sh- off. And he was humping. That was really up there because, you know, that I, was dark. I finally admit that as well. That was my channel on the sh- walk. The sh- walk, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, he's just looking up at the sky, walking around. And he was, how oh, he missed it, he was just a massive Mr. Whippy. But, <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I remember yeah. that. I remember that to this day. Yeah. I've got to be honest, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was up there, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but Royal uh, Rumble. Yeah, that's true. Royal Rumble. Yeah, Jimmy Mack, big Jim Matthews, just for his brute size. But yeah, one of the twins is going to be in there. But yeah, Bash my tyre now. Is Bash Bash playing or not? No, no. His cap still on straight, mate. Cap on straight. Lace is done up. Jeans pulled up. Yeah. 
taking photographs. I did see a picture of him in his lounge reading a book. The book Norwood of Lie was upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise his missus had taken a picture and the book was upside down. <laughs> Which three people, dead or alive, would you want to have a dinner party with? Come back to that. Let me have a think. Um, Jonah Lomu. One, just about. Just to, to give him just, some tips. Yeah, give him some tips. Show him some calf exercises. Um... <laughs> Uh, John Lomu. Um, I never really thought about this, you know. Oh, I've drawn a blank. Mm. Nah, let's take the fact. Take mum and dad out for a meal as well. Oh, lovely. lovely. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> lovely. Okay. You, your parents, and Lomu. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That'd be really soon, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so full. <laughs> All eating carrots. Yeah. Mm. Okay, would you rather know a lot about a little or a little about a lot? The the job I'm in, jack of all trades, master of none, uh, a little about a lot to survive. Yeah, I think I, I, I say I really know a lot about a little, maybe, so I'll leave it there. Okay. Would you rather have biscuits for toes or what's it's for fingers? Are they vegan biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Got to be, got to be biscuits for toes, yeah, because you can get on with life then, really. Yeah, if you've got watches, you just yeah. end up sucking your fingers all day. <laughs> <laughs> do you not do that anyway? No. Which teammate would be voted out first on Big Brother? Dan Burnham. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, though, would he? If you were pub, the public watching, you'd love him in there. Well, people are voting him out, though. Oh, would you vote him out? <laughs> you can't hang around with him in the locked house that's true <laughs> six months <laughs> he's alright in small doses I love him a bit but can you imagine that Probably waking up going to bed Jack yeah. Lawrence would probably get kicked out of being a pest like. yeah just staring like, at birds yeah. and that yeah. <laughs> creeping <laughs> Sean, sleep, Sean might Sean sleeping <laughs> on the end of their beds and that, <laughs> creepy, and that. creepy drunk Sean yeah, yeah. sneaking yeah, I mean, in one of those two yeah this is one of our funniest episodes easily as well it's like it's got to be top three at least i don't know if it's top one i think that one might be our next one but it's got to be top three at the absolute least and looking back we really should have chased gareth on his choices for a sit-down meal you know who are the three people you would have sat down with but it's one of those ones where we were at the time we were pushing for time already so we made the call just just go with it just let it run don't worry you know maybe another time we'll have gareth on i don't know soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast slash Christmas 2018 for that one if you want to go and listen again and we fully recommend it because that's such a good show like it's you know there's no mudslinging I think a lot of people were worried that they were going to come on and be like hey screw Chowton Saracen's RFC and screw the committee and and it's just not like that you know Rogers left because he moved house that's all it was is that you know he's not commuting for miles and miles and then has to find a way home you know and phoning anna can you come and pick me up yeah i know the the, the yeah, he's got a kid now you just you can't do that anymore so you know it is what it is wayner obviously left for mentions that i mentioned before the clips so you know it is what it is uh but there's no there's no mudslinging they seem to both love the club that kind of thing so that's absolutely fine you know it is what it is and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see them back up at the club uh, at some point in the future. To finish off the show, though, lastly, uh, we've got um, 
this this is the show this is the show that me and moxie both sat down and we said this was probably the funniest one we've ever done back in february 2018 we had ed moran or ed moraine however you want to pronounce it and it really is a laugh a minute uh, we've got quite a few clips from this show that more or less sum up the absolute fun that we had put in this show. This is probably in terms of sitting in the studio and laughing and just having a chat with our friends and just having a laugh like this in terms of creating a podcast is my favorite one. Not so much my favorite in terms of listening back and it is hilarious. I still think Andre's is my favorite one. But this has got to be an absolute close second. If you could kill one man at the Saris, who would it be? How would you do it? And what weapon would you use? Um, what weapon would I use? Perksy's penis is what I'd use okay. to kill Perksy. <laughs> <laughs> See if I could fold him in half so he could f*** himself in the brain to death. Brilliant. Well, yep. that should make some good dinner conversation. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you want to kill me with my own cock, right? Brilliant. That's it. Yeah. He, um... And you just get an eyeball on the on the ninety degree angle from the misses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to her listening to this. She'll be Tur- like, yeah. turns I don't right know how much of a disgrace you were. Turns right around in her seat, like, mm. why? <laughs> That'll be some dinner pie, won't it? Yeah. Bloody well be. Have you- is that is that the question? No, 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 no. They're, they're all done. Oh, brilliant! That's it. They're oh, all it's done. all right. Happy days. Must must be a must be a, a quiet work day for Jimmy Mac. I think he's used up some data. Well, yeah. I, I I sort of chased him a little bit. You know, <laughs> come on, Jim, you must have a question. So he texts me a question, and it, with the way he worded it, I thought, is it actually at me or is it? <laughs> and then and then another one came through. And another one. And another one. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Just, yeah. He thought, right. Brilliant. Okay, he's, he's here we go. It. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Punchable face. Apparently, I'm one of... Yeah, I don't fancy fighting Griff. No, well, we could we could organise it. No, 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 I just said I don't fancy it. No, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they got a walkabout there. Well, they used to have. They did have, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got an excellent story about that walkabout. My brother used to work on the door there. Oh. And I took opposite oh. is the cinema. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? If you come out of walkabout and look straight opposite you, it's the Brighton Centre Cinema. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, well, All I do remember is being asked to leave there. Yeah, yeah. In the oh, af- yeah. In the afternoon and turning around saying, this is just a time full of Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And then I came to the club and just, <laughs> just supported that statement. Yeah. Now, uh, I took a bird to the cinema, but it was back in the day when you used to go to the cinema, book your time, but it wouldn't be exactly the time. You'd so you'd have like 15, 20 minutes to hang around. So I was like, oh, sure, we'll go. It was like Friday or Saturday night. I was like, I'll introduce you to my brother. So went across the road. People queuing up outside, go front of the queue. I'm like, oh, Ekran, this is whatever her name was, for whatever. Anyway, some kid's like gone to barge in. So my brother's like pushed him back and he's gone to like running. So my brother's like pushed him back. He's punched my brother in the face. Just this is out of nowhere. So my brother's f- laid into like nearly killed this guy. But it was when the Labour Party conference was on, which is in the building where the cinema is. So there's f- police everywhere. About 50 policemen just woof, straight onto him, straight on the lad, like both of them on the deck, face down. And I'm still stood there with this bird. I've just introduced my brother. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're gonna go, mate. He's like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. 
<laughs> I didn't see much of her afterwards. If you could kill one man at the Saris, who would it be? How would you do it? And what weapon would you use? Um, what weapon would I use? Perksy's penis is what I'd use. Okay. To kill Perksy. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can fold him in half so he can f himself in the brain to death. Brilliant. Yep. Well, that should make some good dinner conversation. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> so I hear you want to kill me with my own cock, right? Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, he, um... and you just get an eyeball on the on the ninety degree angle from the misses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to her listening to this. She'll Tur be like, yeah. "Turns I didn't right know how much of a disgrace you were." Turns right around in her seat, like, mm. "Why?" <laughs> That'll be some dinner party, wouldn't it? Yeah, bloody well be. <laughs> you, is that is that the question? No, 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 no. All, they're, they're all done. Oh, brilliant! That's it. They're oh, all that's done. all right. Days. Must must be a must be a, a quiet work day for Jimmy Mac. I think he's used up some data. Well, yeah. I, I, I sort of chased him a little bit. You know, <laughs> come on, Jim, you must have a question. So he texts me a question, and it, with the way he worded it, I thought, is it actually at me or is it? <laughs> and then, and, and then another one came through, and another one, and another one. In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Just yeah. He thought, right, brilliant. Okay, he's, he's here we go. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Punchable face. Apparently, I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I don't fancy fighting Griff. No, well, we could we could organise it. No, 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 I just said I don't fancy it. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. no. <laughs> if you could kill one man at the Saris, who would it be? How would you do it? And what weapon would you use? Um, What weapon would I use? Perksy's penis is what I'd use. Okay. To kill Perksy. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can fold him in half so he can f himself in the brain to death. Brilliant. Well, yep. that should make some good dinner conversation. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> so I hear you want to kill me with my own cock, right? Brilliant. That's it. Yeah. He, um... And you just get an eyeball on the on the 90 degree angle from the missus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to her listening to this. She'll Tur be like, yeah. turns I don't right know how much of a disgrace you were. Turns right around in her seat like... Mm. Why? <laughs> That'll be some dinner party, wouldn't it? Yeah. Bloody well be. You, is, that, is that the question? No, no, no. no they're, all, they're, they're all done. Oh, brilliant. That's it. Oh, all it's all right. Must, must be, a, must be a, a quiet work day for Jimmy Mac, I think. He's used up some data. Well, yeah. I, I, I sort of chased him a little bit. You know, <laughs> come on, Jim, you must have a question. So he texts me a question, and it, with the way he worded it, I thought... Is it actually at me or is it? <laughs> and, then, and then another one came through, and another one, and another one. In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Just yeah. He thought right, brilliant. Okay, he's, he's here we go. It. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Punchable face. Apparently, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't fancy fighting Griff. No, well, we could we could organise it. No, no, no. I just said I don't fancy it. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> If you could kill one man at the Saris, who would it be? How would you do it? And what weapon would you use? Um, what weapon would I use? Perksy's penis is what I'd use. Okay. To kill Perksy. <laughs> See if I could fold him in half so he could f himself in the brain to death. Brilliant. Well, yep. that should make some good dinner conversation. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> so I hear you want to kill me with my own cock, right? Brilliant. That's it.
Yeah, he, um... and you just get an eyeball on the on the ninety degree angle from the misses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to her listening to this. She'll be Tur- like, yeah. "Turns I didn't right, know how much of a disgrace you were." Turns right around in her seat, like, mm. "Why?" <laughs> That'll be some dinner pie, wouldn't it? Yeah, bloody well be. Have you- is that is that the question? No, 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 no. They're, they're all done. Oh, brilliant! That's it. Oh, all, all right. Happy days. Must must be a must be a, a quiet work day for Jimmy Mac. I think he's used up some data. Well, yeah. I, I I sort of chased him a little bit. You know, <laughs> come on, Jim, you must have a question. So he texts me a question, and it, with the way he worded it, I thought, is it actually at me or is it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then and then another one came through. And another one. And another one. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Just, yeah. He thought, right. Brilliant. Okay, he's, he's here we go. It. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Punchable face. Apparently, I'm one of... Yeah, I don't fancy fighting Griff. No, well, we could we could organise it. No, 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 I just said I don't fancy it. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> so many laughs. So many laughs. And that's before we even got into the listener questions as well. Moxie tried to be kind with them. But with some of these questions, and again, I think there might have been a few that were cut out and we're not going to be sharing those. Um, Some of them it's really difficult to be kind with. So he's just kind of just gone for it. Uh, Some of it tells me by Ed's own reaction as well, right at the beginning, that he'd listened to the Jimmy Mack episode to prepare so well have a listen to this and make your own mind up like i said before tell me what you think has he has he pre-prepared for this just have a listen right come on let's do it oh, let's go for it let's have a listen to what the uh some of our listeners have the to listeners say questions I'll, I'll ease you in i'll ease you in um well first of all Jake. <laughs> i'll ease you in why are you such a have you seen these (laughs) do you know I purposely avoided them I saw one yeah because it you know it's like oh someone commented on this yeah and it all it was was someone asking Paul Griff to comment (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah first one uh, Jake is why do you call yourself Big Ted? But obviously we've gone over that. Answer that. Thanks for thanks for Jake for getting. <laughs> Next in. question. Yeah. That one's easy. And you were so and you were so nice to him as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jacker. Why are you a fat Jacker? That. Why? Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I was a fat Jacker. Then he came back after. I don't know what he'd been doing. And, sitting at McDonald's. <laughs> and Connor's put. Um, why are you as fat as Jacker? Yeah. Well, this is it. But this is the thing. It's like a constant tide where I'm a fat Jacker, then he's a fat Ed Moraine, right. and it's just yeah. Two okay. good-looking lads. What can I say? <laughs> uh, Flanders, what is your interesting fact? Does he mean like an interesting fact or a fact about me? Um, what is your interesting fact? Do you have a, a particular interesting fact? Um, well, I, I I read recently that humans only humans and armadillos can get leprosy. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's- true as well that, can you believe that it's things Just, like things this, like this. this this next question cannot be more apt what happened to the fun ed moran <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's that who else uh, flanders oh, brilliant yeah quality flanders uh he grew up turning to an adult flanders you think about doing it yourself <laughs> the bloody the bloody sari chef <laughs> Fair play, he does a good chili though but i think his mum did it for him as well as his f- 
shoelaces in his bed linen, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron? Can you name four birds that can't fly? That can't fly? Yes. Oh, yeah, four birds that can fly would be easy. Um, four birds that can't... Is it, is it... Hold on a minute. Is this a legitimate question on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, There you go. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Our first ever legitimate question, four I Four birds... I mean, right, we'll skip the, that one then. No, no, go on. I, I, I think I can name three. I'm going to let. There's a few birds at uni that I got with that I don't think would fit in any seat on any airline, so okay. they can't fly. <laughs> um, a penguin. We. His mum. <laughs> and his dad and his brother. There we go. Four birds that can't fly. Go on in, Dan. My three would have been penguin, emu, and ostrich. Nice. Okay. I can't think Kiwi. of the third one. Can kiwis fly? Yeah. A dodo can't fly. Yeah, that's extinct. That's why it can't fly. Yeah, can't fly. To be, <laughs> to, All right. To be fair, yeah, never got a mammoth. A mammoth can't fly. It's not even a bird. <laughs> oh Dick God, enough. God, move on. For yeah, oh, <laughs> for Jesus' sake. This isn't the content people want. I've really got to get my eyes tested. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> it's your own hand right here. I know. It's like hiring. <laughs> From, right. a, from a fellow who's tried to read it, like it might as well just be an Egyptian hieroglyphics. Like, I was, I was yeah. just about to say, it does. I don't know where you learned to write, mate, but you clearly went to school. Have you ever considered? Because, uh, I didn't go to school. <laughs> have you ever considered becoming a doctor? I, yeah, you're I halfway so, there yeah. already. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. This is from an anonymous um, messenger. You're punching so hard with your wife. <laughs> It's the only reason she's still with you because you impregnated her. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's not a question, more of a suggestion of what the reality is. Um, obviously, that's not how I feel. Right. Yeah. I feel she's with me for my wit and good looks. Okay. And she likes tubby people. I must, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a similar shape to her, bearing in mind she's 34 weeks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, okay, do you want to have a guess at who sent that in? Who sent that? When you're punching so hard, who would word it like that? Because that uh, doesn't make any sense. So it's got to be someone very illiterate, which doesn't rule out anyone at our club. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little tempted to say Griff. Yeah, I'm not actually going to say who it is, but oh, Ed Hampshire. Oh, right, Mincer. That's a shout. Jimmy McMahon. Oh dear. Here we go. This is going to be a lot of editing for me now, isn't it? Have you... No, 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 it's fine. Oh, thank God. Have you ever been told you have a face that is very punchable? I, people don't tend to give me the heads up. They just tend to f- punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> well, and that is evidently the reason. So, yes, OK. Um, Jimmy McMahon. Have you ever been filled in for the way you look? <laughs> Um, <laughs> not yet, but I feel like it's coming. Jimmy <laughs> uh, Mac, is it normal um, for you to slowly grow on people rather than be an instant hit? Yeah, I'm like the uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, the, I was, I did have a nickname of uni at the <laughs> college that everyone thought I was the biggest <laughs> in the world, but I did grow on you slowly. Um, Jimmy Mac. Was Jack Lawrenson your only friend at uni? <laughs> Jack Lawrenson Shrak. We we had a thing at our Christmas do where we bogwash Shrak. We just uh, one of our Christmas parties in the last year. 
We had him at one point, one of the props had him upside down by both ankles, just dipping him in the toilet with the whole club in the cubicle screaming, Bog, watch your act. Um, no, I wouldn't say he was my only mate. He was good mate. Good mate, you need. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Mack, uh, how many people have changed your name from Moran to Moron? Uh, a lot. He won't be shocked to find out that it, him doing that is not a genius stroke. In fact, to the point that all my kit from uni has Moron on it, because that, <laughs> that was my name. <laughs> How long will it be before Griff gives you a good hiding? <laughs> I, uh, I, I think he can, t- I, I think he can take the f- stick, I think, Griff. Uh, but, but if he did turn on me, I'd be in f- deep trouble, wouldn't I? Yeah, I think it's so, It's inertia. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a lot bigger than me, isn't he? <laughs> He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah. I feel like this... His hands, like... It's like grabbing a bunch of bananas shaking his hand, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this, this is the belt-off that people want to see. Yeah. Get on that Get on that, Jimmy O'Shea. You make that happen. What, me and me against Griff? Yeah. He'd kick my f***ing head in, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so not long then, Jimmy. Not long. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Mack, how many years... Have you practiced throwing a ball into a line eight? <laughs> well, I did play in the back row up until about two years ago, so the the, the line out throwing is is relatively new to me, and I feel like it's <laughs> I feel like it's quite evident. Um, okay, Jimmy Mack, how many more years until you can do it properly? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I threw an absolute f- howler in training last week. He comes up to me, Ed, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> oh, shit. Not helping, mate. Um, okay. Uh, going back to the injuries. When you injured your knee, mm-hmm. um, was your scream louder than Josh Wright's when we all thought he had his leg ripped off? <laughs> um, I I, yeah. What is this? I did, I did make a bit of a f- noise. When I did my knee, because uh, it was f- sore, <laughs> like so, I, I thought I don't know why. why I, I wonder why we do that. Like people, I'm not. I'm not the only person. You just f- scream. It's yeah. like, why is that a reaction to it? It's not helping. It's sort of, <laughs> f- that? a lot. <laughs> so I did a bit of a scream. Um, right, okay, Jack Lawrenson. Brilliant. <clears throat> How did you manage to ruin college for every generation since 2009? <laughs> I know what he's referring to there. He's referring to... We had quite a famous initiation soiree in my family that you might have seen on the news back in 2007, 2008, something like that, um, with certain people dressed in things that could be perceived as anti-Semitic. Right, okay. Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? Do you know I, what I'm I, talking I about? Think, I think I do. If this, is this university related? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this yes, university. I know exactly, exactly what he's Was it a bad taste about. evening, was it? Uh, very bad taste. <laughs> okay. Um, luckily, kind of for me, I was a victim more than the perpetrator, but I was dressed like. Freddy Star? Uh, n- no. <laughs> um, so the, put it this way the guy leading the initiation was dressed as adolf hitler so the rest of us were dressed as perhaps your run-of-the-mill victim of adolf hitler okay um it didn't it didn't it went down like a poo sandwich let's put it that way (laughs) it it was it was very bad 
a right. good few of us nearly got thrown out of university. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we've been we've been told the stories actually. Well, in they, the, uh, well, basically they dug out the guy who played Hitler and basically sent him a letter saying, "For bullying people, you're." going to get thrown out of uni so we all then wrote statements saying no no it wasn't the, we are the people in those videos we did it all of our own accords you know wanted yeah. to do it you know it wasn't bullying us so then all of us got roped in individually into <laughs> me meetings and the, the dean is like so what well, i've heard about this thing called stripes you know like when you you know third years three stripes yeah. all that well what what exactly does that mean now this prick was was the club captain of men's hockey. He knows exactly what it means. And he's like having this, you know, he's now the, someone up high in the university having this chat with me. And I was like, ah, look, mate, you know what the crack is. <laughs> he's like, I just don't know why you'd want to dress like that on a night. I was like, just fancied it. It just felt great. Felt great. It was my look. Skinhead striped pajamas. It's my look. <laughs> <sighs> right, moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, God, please. <laughs> Well, there we go. A little bit of a bonus, a much longer one. But the listener the listener questions on that one were probably the best we've had in terms of grilling someone. It's just been pure hilarious. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to end this show. I'd say right now between me and Moxie, we had a chat. We said that's probably our favorite in terms of comedy episodes, in terms of a laugh a minute. This is what we want to do. Just sit down and just have a laugh and just have a joke with our friends. That one for us kind of epitomizes this podcast and what we set out to achieve. So that's pretty much it. That's a great way to end the show, I think. If you think there's a clip or maybe a show or a guest that we've missed and should have been included in today's show... Do let us know, drop us a comment or a message on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All of those are .com slash the UTS podcast. As I've mentioned before about a million times on this show already, if you want to go and listen back to any of the episodes, it doesn't have to be the ones we've included in this one. Maybe you want to go right the way back and start in July 2016 with Liam Cooper and work your way through to the present day. That is absolutely fine by us. We've got no problems with that. They're all free. We're never going to charge you. So go and check that out, soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast or our website, utspodcast.com. Check us out on Podbean, Podbay, Player FM, iTunes, whatever happens to be. If you use iTunes, make sure you give us a rating, leave us a review and become a subscriber so then it comes directly to your phone whenever we release a brand new episode and of course on our website as well we mentioned utspodcast.com all of our shows are linked on there and most of our most prominent services like i've just mentioned player fm podbean podbay overcast fm they're all linked on our website as well so if you're looking for a place what is best for you if you want to download an app if you want to listen from the browser go and check the website out and all of our shows have a guest photograph as well so if you don't recognize a name you might be able to recognize a face fully go and check it out i absolutely recommend it and they're all free we're never going to charge you so the first team are back in action on the 14th of september at home to st mary's old boys i might go along to that and you can maybe come up to me and recommend or suggest people as a guest maybe it's uh, a new sign in or a friend of yours who is in town for 
you know, whatever, maybe he's just seeing you, but he's got some rugby stories that you think would be hilarious for us to share. You know, let us know. Come up and suggest things to us. We're always open to new guests and new suggestions. So a big thanks to Moxie for making some of the suggestions for this show and for saying, you know, maybe we need to feature this guy or we need to feature that episode and basically for agreeing with me that Ed Moran's show was absolutely hilarious. Also as well to you, wherever you happen to be in the world for listening. Thank you very much. We always appreciate that. And uh, as we said before, if you've got something to recommend to us, if you think we've missed somebody out from this list, please do let us know on social media. The music for this show is District 4 and Funky One by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, which we use completely free under the Creative Commons license 3.0. So as I've said before, if you think we've missed anyone, please do let us know on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are .com slash the UTS podcast, and we will see you at the start of October. October.